Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast. I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. And today we're going to talk about how to combat Zoom fatigue. In our brand new recording space because the sun is not cooperating with us. Uh, yeah, so Zoom fatigue. What is Zoom fatigue? You may have heard this phrase. It really just means you are tired of doing video meetings. We've all been there. Um, and it seems like as soon as people started having to work from home, everyone started relying on face-to-face -face video meetings for quite literally everything. So, people are starting to get tired of it, people are starting to get a little fatigued from it. It's a real issue for work meetings, fun meetings, and virtual meetings, and virtual uh, events. So it's a problem all across the board, um, and today we're going to talk about some ways to hopefully combat it. So number one is schedule no meeting times. Uh, so basically what that means is block off time on your calendar where you absolutely will not take a meeting with a coworker. Um, and uh, you know, obviously maybe you should check your boss first before you do anything drastic, but um, there is nothing wrong with having some time to get things done and accomplished. If you're spending all of your time on Zoom calls, you're probably not doing your actual job. Um, whether that is uh, sales or marketing or event planning or accounting, doesn't really matter what it is. You're probably not going to get done if you're sitting on face-to-face -face Zoom meetings all day. Yeah, I got a, I a friend. I watched him. Uh, he had a friend at NASA, and uh, he he will remain unnamed. Uh, but he was like, yeah, like NASA just sent out this policy talking about like let's go light on like <laughs> on like the Zoom meeting calls because like no one is getting their work done so like let's put a moratorium on it like none on Friday or something like that and he's like it took like four hours and I'm literally booked like beginning of my day to end of my day because it doesn't make sense so my add-on would be just because your company mandates it doesn't mean that it will stick or anybody is going to listen so don't be afraid to set your own boundaries um, that's my add-on to number one uh, my point for number two is you know, like limit the external stimuli stimuli like I as much as anyone else like I'm I, like I always have music going somewhere but you know like, it doesn't have to just be music it can be like a million other things it could be extra tabs open like a whole other browser open with things that you're researching and you're not like dialing yourself into the whole thing you know like it could be your phone sitting there you know like put it on silent put it on a desk across the room whatever it takes like make sure like if you're going to be in a webinar if you're going to be in a video conference be there don't be phoning it in um, and 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 help yourself by being able to focus while you're there by limiting the amount of distractions that you have to get distracted by yeah, that's a great point. It's easy to have, a, especially when you're working from home, it's easy to have a TV on in the background, just passively watching, or to have like a second monitor you're using, even though you don't really need it for this meeting. Just, you know, again, drop those things off, focus in, and uh, hopefully it fries your brain a little bit less. Uh, always, 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 always have an agenda. If you have a meeting that you are scheduling and you don't have an agenda, think twice about scheduling it. If someone sends you a calendar invite for a meeting and they don't include an agenda, Think twice about accepting it. Uh, there is just no reason to not have a tight agenda when you're going into these Zoom meetings. We here at Pixelated are uh, guilty of this, just like everyone else. We've had one hour Zoom calls that turned into three hour Zoom calls. They probably didn't need to be three hours, and if we would have had a tight agenda, it probably wouldn't have happened that way. So, like everything else in life, if you have a tight agenda and you have a dedicated amount of time that you're gonna give a meeting, make sure you stick to it. 
um, and don't wander off. It's really easy when everyone's working from home to have, uh, again, extended conversations. Just keep yourself honest. Yeah. So next on the list plays well, uh, very well with that one, which is, uh, you know, keep important meetings brief and to the point of what you're there for. Don't let scope creep come in. Uh, it, ch chances are, if it's an important meeting, it is a pretty linear question or decision that you're trying to be made. Make sure that you build an agenda for that meeting that helps you share what the primary points are, what the two kind of decisions are going to be made, and then give time for, for a little bit of discourse that's there, but keep everyone on track. They'll thank you for it. You'll be able to go back and actually deploy the next steps behind whatever that decision was that happens on it. It'll allow you to be concise and stay focused. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And uh, you're about to notice a theme here. Um, and the theme is cut back on the meetings. Uh, have, or designate meeting free days. So uh, like NASA, branded NASA, having Fridays. Uh, I mean, that's helpful. I would actually argue that probably Mondays or Tuesdays, something earlier in the week is probably more beneficial. Uh, you're kind of setting the tone for the week and making sure you're getting out ahead of it. Um, obviously, Fridays are really easy to get distracted on, but having a really successful Monday or Tuesday is going to make your week feel a whole lot less stressful than it needs to be. So pick something that's early or on the earlier side and just say that that's your, your meeting free day. Maybe you're talking to clients that day and those are still technically meetings, but it's moving business forward. It's not internal meetings about other meetings and other product, uh, projects. Yeah. So yeah, just make sure you give yourself some time to not have to be on a Zoom call the entire day. Yeah, well put. Uh, so next up, following the theme, is uh, skip meetings that have no value to you and or be an advocate for helping people skip meetings that have no value to them. So uh, you don't know why you ended up on that meeting invite. It could be a nicety. It could be somewhere in your wheelhouse and people don't want you to feel excluded by it. Uh, you know, like two things that I practice is agency for myself and then agency for the people that I'm working with. What that means for myself is if I get invited to something and I don't feel like I have something that is greater to add in value than my colleagues are already there, I'm gonna touch base with them and I'm gonna say, respectfully tell me if you want me there but it seems like you guys got this and like there's very little value that I could add and if uh, if that's true they usually say like yeah totally and if it's halfway in between I say listen I'm still gonna sit there and I'm gonna listen in I'm not gonna publicly be there on the call but I'll be there so if, if I've got something that I can add to it right I'm just like they're kind of eavesdropping in the same sense if I have invited a team member, case in point, we were assessing an ad spend for last week and I had brought uh, my partner, Nick Kina, on the call with me because we were getting into brass tacks for the deal and something had changed between when we set the meeting and when we had the meeting actually take place and it was going to be more of like a reevaluate the scope call and I told him straight up, like, you should not be on this don't show up, don't come, I'll recap you. This is, you know, like we, we're, we're back down in seriousness of the call, save yourself the time. And he appreciated that a ton. Like every hour for some people is a critical uh, momentum shifter in the day. So be an advocate for yourself and and be an advocate to disinvite people if you're gonna be wasting their time. Like it's it's fine, like, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily a bad, poor reflection of you that they got there and you don't want them there now. Like respect people's time. Couldn't agree more. Also, put your ego in check. You don't need to be in every meeting. You just don't. Damn I guess straight. at some point, like you might think like, oh, I should be in that meeting, but like you probably shouldn't unless you're like gonna directly impact the outcome of it. Just give yourself a break. Um, yeah, so this next one, this is I think maybe obvious, but it, it's for some reason in the current environment, current work from home environment, it keeps getting overlooked very frequently. Schedule a phone call instead. 
if you schedule a phone call, it is a lot less fatiguing and it requires a lot less uh, attention and stimulation. Um, and again, people seem to be heavily relying on wanting to do Zoom calls, FaceTime calls, whatever calls, uh, video calls in general. Most video chats could probably be a phone call. Um, there's not really a reason to have FaceTime for every single thing that needs to be discussed. Pat is a big advocate of just picking up the phone and calling me when he wants to chat. That's a whole hell of a lot easier for me than doing uh, FaceTime when I am running errands, dealing with my pets, he's dealing with his children. Again, it just it doesn't require you to be quite as static. Uh, so again, consider making it a phone call. Yeah, damn straight. It, like here's the the A A B to that punch. Like text message. Slack is an awesome thing. Um, <laughs> Early COVID, we were on video chats a lot more. Like we would pop on them. We were like thinking of a way. Like, do we just keep this thing open so like when we want to talk to one another and like that's weird. Like it's from an idealistic point of view, it's awesome. From a practicality point of view, like it doesn't really make sense to to have that happening. Um, in addition, there too. So like, here's the add-on. Like text messaging is awesome. Like get Slack get your teammates to get Slack, um, all you have Slack. Slack is the thing to keep open all the time. So Alex and I, we, we probably message 50 times a day back and forth, and it's all stuff that's important, but it's literally like a, should I do A or, if, if this were you making the decision, would you do A or B, right? Or here, look at this link real quick. Or like, can you give me 40 seconds to proof this? Like, all of that stuff, like, one, you probably gotta share a link anyway, Two, if you can spell it out, it'll probably be a, a more linear decision for the person to make. And three, you have a, you've got like a, a, a reference, like it lives on in perpetuity. So like, I'm constantly going back in our previous work threads and being like, oh, I know that I shared this link directly. So it's like a repository or for so many of our touch points in our conversations, I can go back and I can find it. So like, it's great, it's simple, um, and it's an easy way to just make this, like, come on, man. Like, It's also so much less disruptive. Like, if I'm in the middle of a proposal or something and I need, like, 30 more minutes to finish it, Pat's not expecting me to respond to my Slack within the next 30 seconds. Like, a phone call is always, a phone call or a video chat is always gonna be disruptive because it requires you to stop doing whatever it is you're working on. Yeah. A, a Slack you can get back to in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, um, agreed. Last, certainly not least, maybe the most important thing on this entire, uh, this entire podcast, take a break. Go exercise, go take a walk, go enjoy your backyard if you have one, or your roof deck, or your back patio, or whatever. Just get outside and get some sun and take a break away from electronics. So when I say break, I don't mean go surf the web on things that aren't work-related, or go on your phone and surf Instagram. Take an actual visual break from things and just get outside and, or do something else in your house, like clean or something, whatever it is that helps you relax. Working from home is really stressful. It's feel, I should clarify, merging your office and your personal life together into one location is inherently stressful because no matter what, you can't relax quite as much as you would when you were going into the office. Uh, it's a real problem for everyone who has to work from home all of the time. And now everyone's kind of experiencing that in mass. So if, the more you can do to kind of break those things apart, uh, the better off you'll be. It'll make your home life, your home feel a lot less stressful than it needs to be. Uh, and again, taking a break is good for everyone. It's, if you were at work, you probably wouldn't sit down and work for eight straight hours without taking a single break. So there's no really a reason for you to do that at your house either. Yeah, here, here, I agree. Um, that's it, those are, our, uh, those are our tips on how to combat Zoom fatigue. Um, 
If you can, before you go, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, your reviews help us find a larger listener base, and obviously your subscription allows us to notify you every day when we publish a new episode. So, without further ado, I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.